Hello and welcome once again to the Irish NFL podcast, brought to you in association with the42.ie. I'm Mark Cockrell, a fan this week of the putrid New England Patriots, and I'm joined by my two boys. We're all back in full strength now. Brian O'Leary, a fan of the gruesome New York Giants. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Brian. And Gordon Bridgefield, a fan of the, the stunning Pittsburgh Steelers. 11-2, and two, Mark. 11-2. and two. Gordo's on the crest of a wave for this week at least, but we'll see you after next week. As always, you can find our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and do follow us on Twitter at IrishNFLPod. Boys, we're getting down to the business end of the season now. And realistically, there's only a few teams that really matter at the moment. Everyone else is playing for draft picks or playing for pride as much as any is left at this stage. But just want to check, are we agreed? AFC... There's only a few teams that count anymore that could make the playoffs or, in fact, have any reasonable hope. Pats, Steelers, Jags, straightforward. Titans, Chiefs, Chargers. And I've got the Bills and the Ravens there as well. Now, the only question I have for you boys is, would, are we happy we're writing off the Finns, we're writing off the Raiders? That's basically the, the eight that count now. I think so, because, well, I would write off the Raiders because you have Chiefs playing there. Chargers this weekend and one of them was going to win so you'd expect they're going to push on from that. I think they're gone. Dolphins good win on Monday night against the Patriots but they obviously seem to do a, numbers on the, on a number on the Patriots. Particularly at home, yeah. Particularly at home but again more for pride than anything. I think they're gone. Yeah, I think you've called the teams. Titans concern me. They look like they're falling off a cliff. They do. There's, there's doubts over whether Mariota's going to be available for the last three weeks so if he's gone not likelihood I think they're gone and the Jags will win that division. But the six teams probably come from those eight. And the NFC, Eagles, Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, three from the AFC South, I still think, the Rams and the Seahawks. Now, I'm saying that because I think the Cowboys are running on fumes and the Packers have a possible shot, but I'm saying it's still too too long shot. I'd argue the Lions should be still in there. They're seven and six, they're the same, tier, same record. And they do have the tiebreaker with the Packers, but if I'm writing off the Packers, I'm writing off the Lions. At the and same they play time. the Packers in week 17, so it could be a winner takes all, depending on other permutations. They have um, the Bears this weekend. They've got the Bengals in between that. Then you're, you're writing off the Packers? Yeah, big time. E- even with Rodgers coming back? Even with Rodgers coming back. See, that's changed. That, it's kind of changed it for me. If, if Rodgers coming back and if he's back to what he was, I think they're going to get a couple of last minute wins and I'm, I, I'm, I'm counting that they'll be in the run of it come the end of the season the problem I have for the Packers is all well and good they're playing the Lions last game of the season so they can get a tiebreaker there they need too much help from other teams slipping up and I still think their defence is not good enough yeah I still think they're going to lose one of the last three games Rodgers or no Rodgers anyway and that will completely well, save them well we're probably going to get into it but I have them losing all three games Actually, I think I had them losing two or three anyway. But look, if we assume the Packers and Cowboys are off, we're talking about six out of seven teams there. And we'll get to it in the rundown, boys. <laughs> do, you say, do you say you have all three to lose? Pack? No. <laughs> I, have the pack- I have Packers to win all three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, we're, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The sorry. three games, okay. The Pants, will be Panthers away. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get on, we'll get on to them. You can argue why they can win all three and you can argue why they can lose all three. Yeah. Panthers, Vikings, Lions away. They're all yeah. three tough games. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I have them losing the first two and beating the Lions, which would be irrelevant. It'll but be still, it'll we be will get to it. We will get to it when we talk about it. where yeah. we think the whole season's going to finish up. And then if they're irrelevant, sorry, <laughs> then if they're irrelevant and the Lions aren't, who's going to win that game? The Lions. Yeah, of course they will. Yeah. Right. With that being said, and the reason we're narrowing it down is, look, then there's a few games that aren't really matters that are going to concern us. Obviously, if you're fans of these teams, we apologise, but unfortunately, you're playing for next season, guys. So, 
Bears versus Bengals. Bears 133-7. Very well played by Cohen, Howe, and Trubisky, but we've things to move on to. Lions versus Bucks. Yeah, the Lions might be on the edge. They won 24-21 against a bad Bucks team. It wasn't a stunning performance at all. 49ers versus Texans. All that's happening here is Jimmy Garoppolo continues to ruin the Pats' second-round draft pick that we picked up for him. Uh, but he is definitely showing why the Patriots didn't want to let him go in the first place. And they're making place. sure that the Giants have second-round pick. Second round pick. Yeah. Jets versus Broncos. Broncos bouncing back with a big win at Mile High Stadium, 23-zip. Uh, look, it was an embarrassing game for the Jets, but it is the first time they haven't really shown up this year. Um, generally, they've been playing tough, so we'll, we'll let them away with one. So, boys, let's get down to business. Let's start with the teams on the edge, the teams that really need to keep fighting. And we'll start with the Colts at the Bills. And, my God, if this was ever a game where you needed to fight through... Um, I don't know if I had more uh, more uh, admiration for the guys who were playing on the pitch or the fans who were watching in the stands. Well, there was a great photograph that we posted of the fans in the stands, absolutely freezing. But they stayed for the full three hours. It was bizarre. You didn't know where the ball was. You didn't know what, what section of the pitch the game was in. It looked like the Colts had pulled off a win, which in the end, they made seven, seven all. They went for a two-point conversion. They got it. Then there was a flag. Dodgy flag. How they saw the flag? There was only five flags thrown in the whole game, and yet that was one of them. The obviously, if nobody saw it, it was played in a complete snow blizzard. One of the things I love about NFL, unless it's thunder and lightning, or well, lightning actually, uh, yeah. they will play in any conditions. And that's what kind of makes the game fun uh, at the times. And uh, there was a sideline catch by Kelvin Benjamin at one point, And the red zone guy, uh, Scott Hansen on red zone, said, yeah, it looks like he got his feet in. Well, if you can see where the line is and see where his feet went, it seems like he got it in. It, it was impossible yeah. to referee. Well, considering rugby games and the likes all got cancelled for a little bit of ice at the weekend, yeah, uh, and yet you're watching this game and it's just, it's but amazing, it's absolutely stunning. Like in the UK, most games, whether it's football or rugby, are called off if the conditions are on the ground for safety for fans getting there. Mm. But that's, that's irrelevant in the NFL. It's like, okay, we'll play with an empty stadium if we have to. Absolutely. Yeah. They play in all conditions and all circumstances. Yeah. You, you summed up the game well. LeSean McCoy had a couple of brilliant runs, must be said. Colts drove late in the game, scored with a minute 13 to go to make a touchdown. The two-point conversion, I still think, should have stood. It was an OPI yeah, call, yeah. but it was within a yard of the line. And then Adam Vinatieri got a 43-yard extra point in one of the weirdest kicks I've ever seen, which is a complete banana kick. I mean, the guy's going into Canton anyway, but this is going to be played on the video. It was like when a golf shot. Indu in, in, inducted. It was like a golf shot. It was a complete hook round. It was, it was something special. But for Pats fans, obviously, the snow game back in 2001, he's made bigger kicks than that. Um, Bills are back in the frame for the playoffs as far as the sixth seed is concerned. They do have to go away to the Patriots in week 16, though, which could be a difficult one for them. Um, pack at the Browns. Of course, the Browns are on the edge, Gordo. Yeah. They're on the edge of the playoff spots. Oh, no, sorry. They're, no, they're not at all in any way, shape, or form for the next 10 years again. <laughs> pack beat the Browns 27-21. Yeah. Hunley got the job done. Got them, keep Pack in the hunt. But the Browns are clearly going 0-16 now, guys. Yeah, but like, I think... This I, was the chance to win a game. Th well, this, yeah. this As close as it comes for the Browns this year. Uh, I think the big thing is that they've gotten rid of their GM this year, or... Yeah, Sashi Brown is gone. Um, they've now... Have they confirmed? Yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey, sorry. Dorsey's John from Dorsey, the Chiefs. Yeah, Ex-Chiefs. Yeah. Good, good, good GM. Good GM. So it'll be interesting to see Hugh Jackson, if he stays on. They've committed to him for another year. So, another, so again... So it's a strange one. Yeah. We were on the pod last week, Gordo. You weren't there, but we yeah, missed apologies. you. Um, it's all right. Uh, but we had said, who might be fired? And we were like, oh, Hugh Jackson, definitely. Gone, gone. You know, zero, one and 21 in his last two seasons. And... 
They said, no, no, Sashi Brown, you get out and we'll keep... We'll keep but, I think, uh, but, but I think some people... Like, and I've, I've been a big advocate for what the Browns tried to do and I was at the start of the season. They use their draft picks, they're building capital, etc. And they've got a huge amount of cap space. I think now what um, the new GM has to do is work with Hugh Jackson and actually get players that Hugh Jackson wants. Because it seems like Hugh Jackson, there's a disconnect between him and the GM. And that's one thing that baffles me all the time with the NFL, is you have a head office or the GM um, situation where they decide what players you come, and then the head coach just has to coach them. And for me, like, that's why the Patriots are so good, because Bill Belichick runs it all. Well, so, so within big, reason, big support from Nick Casario. But, 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 but as in, nobody's going to get picked for, nobody's going to get brought into the Patriots unless Bill Belichick yeah, wants Yeah, that's him. true. There is where, one voice. Yeah, so I think... That's maybe, hopefully that'll change with Dorsey in, but um, yeah, this season is so done and dusted. They jumped the gun on the Dorsey situation because he was due to interview with the Giants last yes. Friday and they realised we could lose out here very quickly. Mm. So they made the decision. They were going to get rid of Brown anyway. So, And Giants fan, obviously, any disappointment that Dorsey didn't get to an interview? No, I mean, he's no. a bloody good GM as well. Not a, I know you're, you're hard set on Gettleman yeah. getting him the job there. And it's leaning towards him already at an early stage. Their interview process starts next week, but by all accounts, he is the, uh, the, the front runner. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay. So, look, I mean, so talking of the Giants, the other game is kind of featuring a team on the edge, the Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys won this 30-10. Last week, Brian, you said, yeah, the Giants would hang tough for about three quarters, and that's exactly how it played out. It was 10 all, end of the third, I think, and then the Giants ran yeah. uh, going away. They're only just about in contention as well. I think they've got a real difficult path, really, to get a, a wild card. They're at 7-6. They've also got other teams in front. They've got... The Raiders away, Seahawks at home. Tough games. Tough, tough games. Yeah. And a few... Uh, and Eagles away. Tiebreakers against them at the moment yeah. as well. And the Eagles away, so... But I do want to say, did you, you... Again, you were a Giants fan for 30 years. Obviously, Eli Manning came back in this week. But didn't you find it was a bit shameful, the attitude of New York Giants fans? I mean, I watched this game in part, and it was a home game for the Cowboys. I mean, in one of your biggest rivalries, in this game there should be this passionate, feverant uh, team uh, environment of like, oh, our quarterback's back. You know, they got a standard ovation at the start, and the rest of the game, it was like you were in AT&T Stadium. I wouldn't put it down just to the, the Giants, because that happens across the NFL. Once a team is spoiled and out of control in terms of the season, and there's a team going for the playoffs, by and large, you see season ticket holders just throwing their tickets up on StubHub, getting rid of them, making a few quid, and letting the away fans come in. And that was one of the things in which John Murray touched on last week, when he made the decision to get rid of McAdoo. He goes, I didn't want a stadium on Sunday, full of Cowboys fans. And okay, That's what he got. He, he did, but... You can't control what fans are going to do, but by and large, he was thinking, I need to have it reasonably full of Giants so, fans. So no shame whatsoever at the putrid abandonment of Giants fans of their team in their hour of need? The hour of need was four or five weeks ago. It's long <laughs> gone. It's long gone at this stage. All right. Um, they're not going to put the Browns fans to shame anyway, who no. support them through thick and thin. Yeah, they're on the dog pound. Anyway, let's get down to real business. Starting with the last Thursday's game, Saints at the Falcons. Falcons squeaked this one 2017. We were all very high on the Saints winning this game, but maybe the Falcons were a bit more desperate. They just about pulled it off. Breeze throwing the last uh, gasp interception on the final drive, which wasn't very helpful. Didn't play particularly well. Matt Ryan still threw three interceptions in the game. Um, they're pushing. You could still get three teams from the NFC South getting through into the playoffs, but I don't know. I'm still not convinced on the Falcons, guys. They weren't very good in terms of... The how they played throughout the game. Saints weren't much better. If there, if there was ever an argument around not having Thursday night football, this was the one. The Saints lost four or five players in the game. Sean Payton came out afterwards saying we didn't have enough time to prepare between the Sunday 
against a tough divisional game against the Panthers and then going to Atlanta for a Thursday night game. They lost Camara on the first drive of the game. They lost some offensive line guys. But again, they had the game there to win. They drove into the red zone with a minute to go. It looked like, you know, they may go conservative, take the field goal and go to overtime. But, you know, Peyton down the years will always rather try win the game than look for overtime interception in the end zone. But um, it doesn't, oh, ma- it doesn't mask what looked like a very poor performance for the Falcons. I thought it was poor by Breeze, to be honest, at the end there. You know, that's not the type of mistake he should make. But... Look, it is what it is. Falcons are only one back from the Saints, and they have the tiebreaker, of course, if they win the next game they play against the Saints in only two more weeks' time. In the Dome. It is in the Superdome, so the Saints would have to be favourites, but it's remarkable how they can easily... There's an easy path for them to come back. If like if they win out, they will make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sunday games, then, had a real cracker in terms of NFC seeding, and it has shaken up things a little bit with the Eagles getting a bit of clear space, was the Vikings at the Carolina Panthers... Carolina Panthers won this 24, the, sorry, sorry 31-24. Um, when teams become desperate, they tend to pull out the win. That's been one of our mantras for the year. And it did look a little bit like this for the Panthers. The Vikings defense for the first time looked a bit vulnerable. Um, bit of a topsy-turvy game. Panthers looked like they were walking it. Vikings, led by Case Keenum yet again, did start to come back and, and tied it up. And then Cam Newton on a read option play, ran for, I think, 65 yards. You know, it was game over. Uh, whether he uh, kicked the, whether they kicked the field goal, whether they didn't in the end, um, they, they were walking away with it. They got the touchdown on that drive. Um, it was clearly going to be the Panthers' day at that stage. But the Vikings, it was, you know, I think the other week somebody was saying, I think the Vikings are going to slip up. I had picked the Panthers in this game because I thought this was the game they would slip up in slightly off the boil. Running game wasn't there like it had been. Thielen was locked down a lot more than we've seen in other weeks. And as we say, the defense for the first time looked a bit vulnerable, uh, particularly against the, the multitude of looks the Panthers could give them. So does that bode ill for the playoffs for the Vikings? I think we, we kind of said that they were due a game like this at some stage. Um, and yeah, it, it'd be an interesting one. Is in I think they've nailed it to the mass that Case Keenum is there. Their QB, they're not going to change. It's 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 going to stick yeah, with yeah, that. For, they have to stay. They with have to stay with him now. So, uh, look, uh, it's interesting. There's some teams that have had great runs that are starting to unbuckle at the moment, and there's other teams that are coming back that have had a poor start. Um, it was just one of those games, I think, for the Vikings. So, I think next week will be an interesting one to see how they get on. And I think we all have high hopes in the Vikings, um, still, even with the way their team is set up at the moment. Yeah, we'd said about Case Keenum coming off a cliff, but I don't necessarily think that was the case in this game. Like mm. They still put up reasonably high scores. It's just a case that defence just couldn't show control. Up this time. Cam yeah. had two big runs, one for 65, and another one I think was 55. And it kind of distorts from the stats because it looked like they had a huge run game. But if you take those two plays out of the game, they controlled their run game. Like Short and McCaffrey didn't do much. But it's a big win for the Panthers, and they said they needed yeah. it. It's the one thing about the Panthers. There have been times that the Panthers' running back stats have been atrocious, like minus yardage in yeah. one game. And, and uh, if they get their running game going, and in the playoffs, obviously you can imagine they're going to commit to Cam running the ball a bit more, they look a completely different team. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they develop. I, for me, I, I'm a bit worried about the Vikings now going forward. I mean, they don't have the best playoff history at the best of times. And, you know, maybe if the defense starts to get a bit worn down, then... You know, the the magic is going to be gone. I think they need to get that home. But they get the home game, you know, because they like you as they'll finish second seed. But I think it will come down to who has that championship game in this yeah. stage. I, well, I agree. Because, um, I was just saying, though, has the magic gone? The next game we're going to look at is the Eagles at the Rams. Yeah. And it's very sad to see and very sad to say 
the, the magic for the Eagles has gone now with the season-ending ACL injury to Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, this is as devastating as Deshaun Watson's loss at the start of the season was. We're talking about one of the most thrilling players, probably the presumptive MT MVP of the season, although uh, Tom Brady might have had something to say about it. Probably Wentz would have deserved it. Um, and he's gone. I mean, the Eagles still won the game 43-35, but it kind of feels secondary to the whole thing. I mean... Nick Foles is really going to lead this team to a Super Bowl? Well, I think Nick Foles... Uh, I think Carson Wentz, and we have praised the living daylights out of him all season. Um, we think he's a future, kind of potentially Hall of Famer type quarterback. But I whoa, think whoa, whoa, one season, Cody. No, I think, I, give it a I, think, time. I think he's, what he's done this year in the pocket and everything with, with the team that he has is amazing. And the NFL put out a great highlights clip of all of the Carson Wentz plays this year. And again, the one that stood out for me, I think it was against... Um, the Washington Redskins. Yeah, it was, was yeah, Sunday, Sunday night so, game. Suddenly it looks like he's okay. underneath a mosh pit. You can't see him and pops out like that. It was just, it was a, yeah. It's well, a, that's it's why they lost the magic. He was the magic man. It was, it, it's well worth it, but I think Doug Peterson kind of came out and said, look, we've lost a lot of players this year. Um, yes, Carson Wentz is very important, but to have Nick Foles as your backup is, and to have the team that the Eagles have, they're gonna. They're obviously not going to be as good. They're going to miss a bit of magic, but in terms of a, a high-performing team, they're still going to be up there. Um, and I think Nick Foles is a better passer rating um, season. Like I think he's got the the highest, one hundred nineteen or something yeah, like that. Like I'd argue that he's probably one of the better backups back around the league. Now that Jimmy J has left New England and gone to San Francisco, he probably is the best backup. Mm. So, no. I'm trying to. I'm just. I haven't. Well, I looked around and I couldn't see. Like if you look at the situations in other teams, if you took a quarterback out. At this stage of the season, going into the playoffs, could they cope? Eagles are probably the only team I believe that can still cope. I suppose, like, is, is is Nick Foles a better quarterback than Case Keenum? Like, no. Is it, do you not think so? No. So I think Case Keenum has had a team that has been able to pull him around and keep it up. So like Foles had that meteoric rise, uh, still one of three quarterbacks, only throw for seven touchdowns in a game, which mm -hmm. he had in Philadelphia under the Andy Reid system. Yeah. Um, and he had that boom, and then he went... Uh, uh, the Rams? No, he went to the, I want to say Texans or Broncos. No, where did he go? Can't come, come to me in a moment, but he got his chance as a starter and imploded. I thought he went to the Rams. He was in, the, in when they were in uh, yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, I think he did. He yeah. might have been the Rams. I'm just thinking it was South. So yeah. That's why I'm saying yeah. so St. Louis. I was trying to think of the geography. But anyway, he didn't perform. He didn't show up. He didn't, he didn't uh, improve on where he is. And he did get his chance in, in Philadelphia before he left as well. And the second season wasn't as good as the first. So... I I don't think he's the worst. You're absolutely right. I think, you know, you could take any one of three starting quarterbacks in Denver and a hell of a lot of starting quarterbacks this season who would be worse than Nick Foles. But I just think it's the difference between that sparkle of magic. Nick Foles doesn't escape from that mosh pit. Nick Foles doesn't keep well, plays alive like well, that, Vince that, that, has that, done. And he doesn't throw as accurately. So I, I do think, though, where it's going to come very interesting is J.J., Lou Garrett Blunt. Uh, Smallwood is they could run game reliance in yeah, relation Ertz to it and, and maybe throw to Ertz a bit more on shorter routes Jeff well, on back Ertz, shoulder throws they've well, still got lots there Ertz was the go-to guy for Wentz um, but he, he was out last weekend there's no guarantee he's going to be back this yeah. week yeah, that's I, it. I, I think Nick Foles what, what it does for the Philadelphia Eagles is defense is coming up against them no Nick Foles isn't going to be escaping yeah. much pockets he's not going to be scrambling so as long as you can kind of keep him somewhat contained and your coverage is good that's where defense think they're going to get the upper hand. But 
the Eagles are still a quality team. It's not just Carson Wentz that got them to where well, they are. Well, that's true. But the other thing that was worrying about the Rams game is what was keeping them in games was their front seven. Their front seven are very nasty, making up for what I would say is a bit of a limited secondary. Yeah. And in this game, Jared Goff and Todd Gurley on the run game really exposed that secondary. I mean, giving up 35 points isn't a recipe for success. Yes, yeah. it was an away game. Yes, the Rams are a very good team this year. The, there was a quote still, earlier in the season, if you get by the pit bulls at the front of the Eagles, you know. You're yeah, okay. You're okay. And that seems to be what happened last weekend. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm very interested in where the defensive player of the year is going to end. Brendan Graham's been having a great season with the Eagles. Cameron Jordan, we mentioned the other week for the Saints. There's some underrated players, along with the, the Aaron Donalds and the like, that are always in the running. And here's one for you. Who's the last team to bring in a replacement quarterback at this stage of the season and go on and win the Super Bowl? To go on and win, win the, Super the Super Bowl. The New York Giants in 1990? Oh, boom. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd get that one. I know. And the last team to replace their quarterback at this time of the season and make the Super Bowl. No idea. San Francisco 49ers with Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, Oh, shit. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. um, (laughs) Seahawks at the Jags. Again, a huge game for uh, playoff implications, both in the AFC and the NFC. The Jags won 30-24, got a bit of gap on the Titans, who played very poorly, it must be said. And the Seahawks lost ground again, unfortunately, falling a game behind the Rams, even though the Rams had lost. Uh, sorry, staying a game behind the Rams, uh, the Rams and not closing the gap. Um, offensively, again, the Jags looked better. There is a reason they're called Saxonville this year. Yeah, Russell Wilson was under pressure so much, thrown to the ground so much. Yes, he got around scrambling sometimes and did burn the Jags secondary a couple of times for two big TDs. But generally, it was... So much under pressure, and the Jags, I would say, really, you felt confident that they had the game in hand. The big talking point, though, was what happened at the end. Three players object, uh, objected, ejected, um, very chippy, lots of personal flags, and we nearly had, uh, do you remember in basketball, the malice at the palace? Yeah. I mean, this was, this was 10 times worse when the, uh, the big defensive uh, tackle nearly tried to climb the railings to get I a fan. And I think, I think, I think that's the, the, the line there, nearly because I'm pretty confident he wouldn't have been able to lift himself up over the ring. I'm not sure. I think he would have. Do you think? He was ready to go. He was getting up there and the security guy dragged him down. Well, he went went for it, but I'm just not sure he would have gotten over the barrier. But uh, yeah, it was just scandalous. And I I think we've got beer is what we think was thrown at him. It it was beer and then cheese nachos. Was that what it was? Yeah, so at least he had something to wash it down with. The Mm. officials lost a run in this game very early. In the fourth quarter, they were letting plays go that were kind of slight little hits on the sideline. There was a few little players in each other's faces where normally there might be a flag just to say, we're going to do it now to kind of kill this. They never got hold of the game and it just kind of went on and went on and spiralled at the end. But am I right in saying that? I think this is the third time in the NFL the Pete Carroll team, not necessarily himself, has rushed on the victory formation, Neil Downs. Yeah. And not only rushed, but gone over and above and after the whistle. Well, Michael Bennett in particular went over and above. It looked like initially he was trying to swipe the ball. And when he didn't get an opportunity to swipe the ball, he goes, well, I'll just swipe the player instead. <laughs> you know? They did it in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49 against the Patriots. And I remember them doing it in a regular season game. Yeah, they did it towards and, the back And um, Carroll tried to justify it, if I remember before, by saying, oh, I, I think this worked once. In, he goes, we played tough till the end. He said something that, was, that was the line. We yeah. played tough till the end. Yeah. Nonsense. Anyway, the Seahawks are still there or thereabouts. Great win for the Jags, though, in terms of positioning. Yeah. Redskins at the Chargers. Redskins, you know, gone. But the Chargers are one of the hottest teams in the AFC hunt. Still winning. Still putting the Ws on the board. Now level with the Chiefs on seven and six records after starting 0-4. 
and they walked this one comfortably, 30-13 at home. Seven wins in the last nine games. You could argue that Rivers should be in line for an MVP, MVP conversation this season, the way he's played this year. He really has had a great season. Not one of my favourite quarterbacks, never really had much time for him, but this season he looks like a different type of player. His attitude isn't the way we, we, we're used to over the years. You know, he's mel- he's arguing with different players. He seems to have a bit more I'm in the team etic here this year. Maybe it's the new coach has brought that in. Maybe it was the eighth child that suddenly, yeah, you know, sure. brought the maturity to him and everything. I mean, Doing a great chance to play on Saturday night against the Chiefs. It's an away game. Yeah, you I think, uh, to be honest, that this is the game that decides whether or not they make it in yeah. come the end of the this season. This is where you really know if they, they really pushed on. They, they need three wins, yeah. basically. So the last two wins are against, I think it's the Jets and the Raiders. So that's the, their last two games. So you think that there's two wins there. But, but those two wins are nothing without beating the Chiefs. If they don't beat the Chiefs, they don't make the, there, the playoffs. There is a there is a way they could. Backdoor. Yeah, they could. Well, they, well, well, they're, re- they're, they're relying on others. But, but, but what I'm saying is, if they want to, if they want to dictate yeah. the, they oh yeah, need, yeah. They need and three if they wins. if they run the ga- the the gambit now at ten and six, they they still need one thing to fall in their favor because they're not even sitting in the sixth seed at the, the moment. But you'd feel comfortable. Well, I, I have them sitting in fourth seed. Sorry, sorry. If they beat the Chiefs, they'll be fine. Sorry, because yeah. they'll they be going the chi- through the yeah. top of the AFC if, if, if they beat the Chiefs, I have them sitting fourth seed. Come playoff time. Yeah, yeah. Ditto, ditto. Yeah. So, um, just moving on from that, talking about the Chiefs, they beat the Raiders 26-15. Uh, they were at home. Probably the score doesn't do it justice. For three quarters, they were total domination. They played far better. The defense really bounced back from a dreadful showing last week. And the offense... Bandy Reid's given up the play calling duties. In the last two weeks, there's been a lot more opening on the playbook, opening on the offense. They're getting the big plays. They're keeping people off balance. Kareem Hunt looks a bit more back to business. You know, they're making use of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and uh, it, it looks a bit more like the team in weeks one to five. But one swallow doesn't make uh, a summer, so we have to wait and see whether that was just, uh, whether the win or the, the previous experiences and losses, which was the outlier. Yeah, and you touched on there, you know, this weekend we'll kind of confirm if the charges are for real. It's very much a similar case with the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really touched on because they lost that game to the Jets two weeks ago, but as you said, the offense has rekindled since the play calling was handed over. And again, last weekend it looked a lot better. Um, they're at home this weekend. You know, you could argue they could win that game. If they do, they could probably go on and win the division. Arrowhead's a tough place to go to. Yeah. Tough place to go to. But uh, do you know the thing, difference for me with the Chargers, and I'm going to pick the Chargers this week to beat the Chiefs, is... Whereas in years gone by, they've always found a way to mess it up. At the start of this season, the first two games, they found a way to mess it up. They're now finding ways to close it out, and they're learning how to win again almost. I do think there's a big part of that and team momentum. So uh, I, I, I think they're going to do the business. But we will see, as you say. Big I think game. The, the NFL schedule guys are relieved that they got two good games for this Saturday night. Well, that's right. They've got two great games on the Saturday night, and then yeah. they've got uh, even more classic games on the Sunday, if yeah. you like. So turning our attention to the big... Showdown in the AFC is going to happen next week. Patriots going away to the Steelers. And both of them played the late night Sunday games and Monday night games this week, which do have huge implications on first and second seats. First, we're going to talk about the Ravens and the Steelers game. Steelers eking this one 39-38 under another last second field goal, winning them the game. Um, the difference for me in this, between this and the, the, the Hawks and Rams game, was the Hawks and the uh, sorry, uh, Eagles and the Rams game. The Eagles and the Rams game was a big score, but it felt like quality. There was great quality on defense, great quality on special teams, great quality in the offensive play. This felt so sloppy. I mean, Alex Collins was running roughshod. Steelers really seemed to be suffering without Ryan Shazier. And the Ravens defense, which we've been lauding, 
was atrocious. Like, I mean, Antonio Brown, I mean, if I saw one more shallow crosser that went for 20 yards to Brown or the tight ends or whatever. I was about to lose the plot. So, you know, g- good game. Great win again, Gordo. You need to win them and it's never easy and all that jazz. And I think, yeah, yeah I, you're 11 and 2. But, yeah, but, but I think, again, I've said it for the last few weeks, is in a win is a win. We're 11 and 2. I predicted this would be the stage that we'd get to. And I also have us going the whole hog now at this stage. So, but I think with the Ravens, the question I want to ask is, like, imagine if they had a quality setup. Like, is in for Ravens to be able to put up performance like that? I know we're saying it's very sloppy, but if they're able to turn in performances like that, like, just imagine if they actually had a, a good defense. You know, if they had ah, uh, the Ravens do have a good defense. If they, if they, they have, if, if they had a, a slightly defense. better secondary, it would, it would be interesting. I I was just surprised. Well, the Humphrey's the secondary guy that came in in the draft has been excellent this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, this was the first game I saw I would criticise the Ravens' mm. defence, but I actually criticised the coaches more. There was no adjustment. Yeah. Steelers seemed to run the same series of plays time and time again and they marched down the field with it all game long. And so. they had a big league in the fourth quarter and the Steelers managed to pull it back. Absolutely. Which is a, which is a bad sign for Flacco on the offence. You could argue it's, like, it's great for the Steelers in terms of winning these games. Three games in a row they won on a field goal, but at some stage you feel like the, run, the luck is going to run out because... Honley put up some huge numbers against him. Flacco hasn't been great this season. He's put up some huge numbers. Yeah. And the week before that, Dalton had a reasonably good game. And then you're going to come up against Tom Brady. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, look, I mean, I, I think it's very simple. The Steelers' run is going to come to end next week. Just like on Monday night, the Patriots' run came to a crashing halt in crashing down in an awful performance against the Miami Dolphins. Um, don't get me wrong. Dolphins won 27-20. Deserved winners. Uh, Xavier Howard, the cornerback, who completely locked down Brandon Cooks for the game, uh, picked up two picks and didn't allow a target on his first... Uh, didn't allow a reception on his first seven targets. Definitely deserve credit. Their running game bounced back to life. And uh, Cameron Drake? Cameron Drake. I mean, that's the second game in a row where a safety has had a complete straight bead on him and he's just danced out of it and run outside uh, and made a great game. Um, Even Cutler like, looked like he was... Cutler looked normal, but I mean, it's the big problem with the Pats. They can't get a pass rush. And Cutler could yeah. have spent all, all day back there. Brady looked scared, I have to say. First drive. Look, he struggled. He, he struggled. struggled. He did not look comfortable. I don't blame him. I don't think he trusts his third right tackle. Chris Hogan just came back and wasn't looking the same. Brandon Cooks couldn't be Xavier Howard and get open on man Gronk coverage. And Gronk's not playing. So there's understandable nature. The defense looks like it's down to its final sticky tape plastic because how high tower van noise now gone etc but the patriots always have one bad game a year um i'm hoping as a fan this is it uh but i do there's part of me that is happy in one respect because people have been lauding them for the last few weeks and i keep saying this isn't the greatest team ever this is only isn't the greatest pats team ever there is lots of flaws with this team and if you came up against a good quarterback or a good team they will exploit it hopefully now, not only the players, but also the fans realise a bit of sense. Um, however, I think there is always a, a recipe. You, may, you mightn't agree with this, but I think there is a certain bit of they were looking ahead to this game. Nah, no, they weren't. No, Belichick wouldn't let them look ahead. I think it's more... I'm not saying he did... Like, no, he, no, no. But not intentionally. No, I think... The reality bit, is you lost and you're still in a situation where if you win on Sunday, you're number one seed. Yeah, but then they've got to win the last two games still. So if we had won and we win on Sunday, yeah. you can take off the last two weeks. I, I do think a lot was to do with the fact, though, they only played the, the Dolphins two weeks ago. And they played the Dolphins two weeks ago with a different quarterback and a different lead running back. Yeah. And now the Patriots were playing with gave less... gave them an opportunity, a very fresh scheme. Exactly. And, and, and Patriots are less Gronkowski, 
Dorsett didn't play it down. And uh, Hogan Mike Tomlin did his, his press conference yesterday and he came up with a good point. He goes, we're not even looking at Monday night's game. It's irrelevant. Gronk didn't play. We have to scheme for based on other games because where Gronk was involved. There's no point in reading too much into that. To feed I, I'd be delighted if he does that because we showed some new looks and new schemes in that game, as we had to with Gronk uh, gone. But if he wants to uh, ignore his... Uh, coaching responsibilities that's well I fine. imagine he'll have to be scheming differently because if he puts that zone defence out that Brady keeps destroying year on year, year in year out when he plays the Steelers shh don't tell him Brian don't tell him don't tell him okay yeah. moving on picks so where's the picks list for the year looking Brian just out of curiosity you're five clear with three weeks to go okay I can live with that I can live with that yeah. are we gonna are we gonna run through the last three weeks quickly in this pod we will. We're going to look at the pick games for next weekend, and I think what we'll do is wrap up. We'll talk about where we think the playoffs are going to end up mm. because, as people can imagine, this is going to be our last pub before Christmas, and we'll pick up the pod again in the new year. So mm. when we get back in the new year, all will have become clear. Yes. Everything will be illuminated, and we'll be on to the major playoff sessions. So let's look through this week at first, guys. Very quickly, one-word answers. One word, Brian. One word. It's not normally me. It's not normally Gordon. <laughs> Actually, that's true, yeah. Um, Denver Broncos away to the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Broncos. Colts. Bears at Lions. I go Lions. Yeah, Lions have to win. Lions. Lions. Chargers at Chiefs. I've said it already. I'm going Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Chargers. Cards at the Skins. Redskins. 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 Ravens at the Browns. Ravens. Yep. Ravens. Bengals at the Vikings. 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 Green Bay Packers fighting for their lives are the Carolina Panthers. I kind of call out that I'm going with the Packers to lose yeah. all three games. Rodgers is back. The Packers will probably do well enough to put him back. And But I don't know any fate in that defense. And on the basis of that, Panthers are at home. Panthers win. He's so good with the one-word answers. I thought we were going to pick out certain it's games. It's all right. Panthers. Panthers. I'm going with the Packers. I thought we were going to have a conversation about some of the games. We can do. We can do. I'm sorry. We'll let you talk. Texans at the Jags. For me, this is it's, it's the Jags all the way. Oh, yeah. Ditto. I think yeah. Jags are in the flying form. Yeah. Jags, yeah. <laughs> An AFC least uh, a battle, but Bills need it. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. There's a situation where the Bills tour quarter, quarterback will be playing. Taylor has been, hasn't been uh, given the clearance to play. The uh, Peterson. Peterman. Peterman, sorry. He, there's no guarantee he's available either. And it'll be down to Davis Webb. So uh, it's a tricky giant, one. isn't he? Is he? He is, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah how many years in the NFL? Oh, Davis Webb, I think he's five. I think he was released hasn't after his rookie. No. Okay. He threw that great throw at the end, though, to get that one in for, for Benjamin before he ran in that touchdown. So maybe he's learned something. I'm going to stick with the Bills because I believe Taylor will... It's too big a game for Taylor not to play. I think Taylor will play and the Bills will win. Yeah, it, if, if he doesn't play, there's that permutations that happen to the, to the playoffs. So I'm going with the Bills on this one. That's, that's who I'm sticking with. I think the Bills' defense will be tight enough to deal with the Dolphins. Dolphins played their Super Bowl on a Monday night. Mm. They'll fall away from here. Uh, Jets versus the Saints. I picked the Saints. Bryce Petty, quarterback for the... Jets, Saints all day now. Well, yeah. Saints every, every day of the week, yeah. So it doesn't matter if who you had. And it's, it's, quarterback it's, it's, for the Jets. it's in the dome as well. Yeah, it's, it's in the God, Superdome. God so. only help them, you know. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, led by Nick Foles, at the New York Giants. Thank, like, as in the, the Eagles couldn't have asked for a better run-in. Uh, I, I, <laughs> with, I completely with, argued 
differ with, there. With, with Carson this is Wentz. the one game that the Giants now will really want to win. No. To stuff the Eagles. No, Eagles. They absolutely hate each other. They do. But uh, I mean, are, are the Giants fans going to turn up or is it going to be like Lincoln Field? I don't think it's as bad as you. I think you must have switched on when there was like five seconds left in the game. I was watching right? the whole game and the it was even game. in the first quarter. Really? Well, I've got the Eagles for this one. You've got the Eagles. Say it, Brian. Eagles. You got... He surprises me. It won't no. be as uh, it won't be as uh, high scoring as people think. I've got I've got the Eagles. I just uh, I think the Giants' defense has given up slightly. They played tough three quarters. But this but is the weekend where they will turn up. Defense turn up. They've no offense anyway because they're pay- taking players off the scrap heap at this stage. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Now this is a cracker. I mean, in fairness, if the Patriots Steelers wasn't the next game, this would clearly be the prime time game. Yeah, they're both on at the same time. It's yeah, but uh, yeah. everybody will be watching the. Uh, Steelers Patriots game. This is a cracker. Um, Seattle at home. Seattle have beaten them already, and they're going to beat them again on Sunday. Oh, I say the Rams. They're yeah. going to even it up. I know what you're saying. Twelfth man, Seattle prime time game, and everything. I just think Wilson will do enough to win the game. No, I think no, Aaron not. Donald, destroyer of worlds. Yeah, I think he, I think uh, Wilson is going to see a lot of dirt at the weekend. I'm going with the Rams in this one. And if Seattle win, the Rams are wild card, possibly. Oh, if it's Seattle win, yeah, the Rams will still make the wild card. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, now, the New England Patriots. Uh, we'll leave that one till last year. We, we'll finish, come back to that because I know Gould will have a few words. Titans at the top of 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, I'm agreed. 49ers. I think Titans are imploding. Uh, I'm actually going with the Titans for this one. Yeah, they're going to be desperate, but I think they're, they're just collapsing. Cowboys at the Raiders. Now, this is clearly loser goes home. Like, yeah. whoever loses yeah. this, you're, you're gone entirely. Going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys as well. And I disagree. I'm going with the Raiders. Just haven't seen enough from the Raiders in the past few weeks. I, they're too inconsistent, I agree, but I think they'll have enough. Falcons on uh, at the Bucks on Monday Night Football. It gets back to desperation. They had a great win against the Saints. They haven't shown consistency, but I'll go Falcons again. I think it's a bit of a trap game. It's a very much a trap game, and they're going to have an eye on the Saints the following week, uh, you know, the return game. But... They can't let something like this slip. No. And the box season's over. Well, it is. And bear in mind, Winston probably isn't playing. Okay, so he won't be a W on Monday night. So he, won't be, he won't be licking a W. No. no. So uh, the Falcons are win. Falcons. Yeah, I've got the Falcons for this one as well. So we come back to the primetime game this Sunday. <coughs> Gordo, New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it, Do you have a thought or two on it? Yeah. I'm, but to be honest, for me, it doesn't really matter either way in a sense for the Steelers, they're going to finish first or second seed regardless of the result this weekend against Patriots in my yeah, calculations. Yeah. But uh, the Steelers, if the Patriots win, it completely changes the AFC side for me But uh, in terms of how I see the playoffs happening. But I really, I just, I've been up on the Steelers for the last few weeks. I said they'd get to 11-2. and two. I think they're going to finish 14-2. and two. Um, So I'm going with the Steelers for this game. I just think we've there's too many big-time players on our team that can that know how to win the games, and I think Big Ben is one of them. Antonio Brown is on fire. I think um, Le'Veon Bell as well. It's just they're playing great football at the moment. So I'm going with the Steelers for this one. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, my my view on it would be slightly different. I'm surprised you you might be surprised to hear that. Yeah, of course. Um, <coughs> I I would uh, I would challenge that the Steelers don't have any players on their team that know how to beat the New England Patriots, except for several, several years ago. So they really don't know how to win at the moment. Um, Patriots do need to win. If they lose, the dropping out of the top two seeds is a very strong viability. 
um, because the Jags will... They, they go to third seed if they lose in, exactly. my, in, in my calculations. Absolutely. So that's that's the big problem. And I, I, Jacksonville, I see winning out. So uh, Patriots could finish at third seed if they lose this. It's an important game. They have flaws on defense. They have flaws on offense, the Patriots. They're not perfect. However, they know how to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They know how to beat their zone coverage. They know how to lock up Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. And I think they know how to win this game. And I've got the Patriots winning this actually reasonably comfortably. I think the Steelers are getting too hyped up for a regular season game. And Will I Am cannot outcoach Bill Belichick. <laughs> that is an awful. I can't believe. So I said. Will I Am. <laughs> here's the neutral head. Oh. I said earlier in the season we'd come down to who played, where the championship game is on. Brady's 1 and 3 in AFC championship games. Three defeats when he's been on the road. He likes the games to be in Foxborough. Has he been defeated in Heinz Field in the AFC Championship game? No, he won that one. Yeah. What year? 2004? No, Two- 2000, uh, 2001. Oh, that far back. Well, then, that's long before Gordon's time, so there's no point in even discussing that. <laughs> but uh, Pats will scheme Blitz to take so away Bell. So They'll scheme to take away Bell. They'll scheme to take away Brown. I actually think Schuster could be the, the gem for the Steelers this weekend. You know, he's only back from the one-match ban. You know, will they have a plan in place for him? But uh, I don't see Pages losing two games in a row. And uh, again, I do kind of agree on the whole hype that's come with this game from the Steelers more so than the Pages. But that's the way the Pages like it. Um, no, I think I think the Pages will win and get number one seed. Do, do you know, I, I agree Smith-Schuster might be a real X factor, but actually the one for the Patriots is going to be Lewis and Burkhead because I don't see anyone in the Steelers linebackers with Shazir sadly injured who can cover them. Um so that might be where we try and exploit an advantage. But look, it's going to be hopefully a good game. Hopefully we get a good, as good a game in this type of AFC showdown as we've had in some of the NFC showdowns in the last while, um, which have been really classic games. The last few Steelers-Patriots games have been letdowns. You know, you expect so much from the game. expect a very close game. It hasn't been the case. But hopefully it is the case on Sunday. But I, I do see the Patriots just edging it. All right. Um, to t- tidy up, boys, as I said, we're coming up to Christmas week, etc., and we're not going to be back for a couple of weeks. It's our 19th episode since we started the podcast last July, so that's a pretty impressive uh, route. So very, very happy on that in our first season recording. And, of course, we'll be back in 2018. And we still talk to each other, which is, you know, it's a good sign. We just haven't about. Ca- just about, yeah. And this only helped to start talking yeah. to each other in the first. Anyway, um, that being said, when we come back, we'll know the playoff slots. There's a great little predictor, ESPN's Playoff Machine, which allows you to predict the results of the next three weeks and every game and therefore predict who you are going to come out as uh, the top seeds, etc. Mm-hmm. Where do you have the AFC coming out? Doing that, predicting the next three weeks, what do you have? Well, I'll start with the first and second seed. My first and second seed for the AFC, I have Steelers first seed and I have the Jags second seed. So I'm the same, except I have it swapped around because obviously I've gone for the Patriots this weekend. So Patriots one, Steelers two. Oh yeah, he has Steelers and Jags. He doesn't have Patriots. Sorry, he? well I've got Steelers. If, okay. Because I because I've got the Steelers. Well, winning. yeah, I suppose Cause, on cause the basis that the Steelers win, you're it's based, sorry, yeah. based on yeah, the Steelers yeah, winning this okay. weekend. So then third, fourth, fifth seeds, six seeds. So third seed I have the Patriots, um, and then fourth seed I have Los Angeles uh, the Chargers. Chargers. So who you got the Patriots hosting? Sorry. Oh, sorry, Patriots hosting Buffalo Bills. Brian? My torch is the Jags hosting the Chargers as a wild card. And the other game you've got then probably... Kansas City Chiefs yeah. hosting the Baltimore Ravens. 
It's very, it's funny. Mine and Brian's are pretty closer because I have the the Patriots and Steelers first and second seed because I've got them winning this weekend. Jags third seed. I think we're all locked into the, those three teams will be the yeah. top three seeds yeah. in some order. But the Jags hosting the the Chiefs, which I was surprised that my permutations have made the playoffs, and then the Chargers hosting the Ravens. So, I think so the Ravens you don't have the Bills at all. I don't have the Bills no. at all. I don't have them so, making it. So I have the page. So, but again, it, it kind of depends on the quarterback situation for the Bills. But that's I just think their defense is so good. Um, but then I have the Chargers hosting the Chiefs. Yeah, see, I have I have the Ravens finishing ten and six, Chiefs and Buffalo both. Uh, Chiefs, Buffalo, and Titans all finishing nine and seven, and Chiefs having the tiebreaker. See, the Ravens are in a unique position because if they win, the, win out, they get in. They mm-hmm. they pull off the tiebreak against the Bills, and you look what they have left. Arguably, they'll win all three of those. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Be oh yeah, I think I think that's that's what I've got. I've yep. got the Ravens winning them all. NFC side, I'll kick off, guys. I've still got Philly coming out with the top seed. I think they've got the game advantage, and that will help them. Minnesota still in second seed. Yeah. Rams is third seed. I've still got them staying just ahead of the the Hawks. And, they, and who do they host? They host the Hawks, in my prediction. So that mm-hmm. will be a classic for third game of the season uh, between the two of them. And then in the other uh, wildcard game, I've actually got the Saints hosting the Panthers. So it'll be two divisional games working out in the wildcards the way I've got it breaking down. So my the slight change on my side is obviously I've gone high in the, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers coming back and staying healthy. So I've got Philadelphia first, Vikings second. I have the Rams third seed hosting the Green Bay Packers who make it in the sixth seed. And then I have the Saints hosting the Falcons. I'm actually very similar to you, Mark. The top two seeds are the same. And I, a little bit of a turnaround. I have the Hawks winning division because I've picked them this weekend. And they will host the Rams. So it's a carbon it's just copy. Just the other way. Other way around. Flipped and around. I don't get to see the Falcons getting in because I believe the Saints will beat them and that will open the door for Carolina. Six seed going to the Saints. That's what I've got as well. Yeah. And uh, Detroit ending on 9-7. But Green Bay, in my prediction, is ending 8-8. Eight and eight. See, I've, 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 I've got Green Bay for three three wins. You're hot on Rodgers, aren't you? I, I think he's going to make a huge difference. Is, is Pac one of your new teams? Or? Yeah. Is that is that the case? Do we forget? One. Lads, can I not like can I not just enjoy Aaron Rodgers and the play and watching him come back from a, a season-ending injury that everyone predicted it was going to be and just pull the Packers back? You know. So you're going to be cheering for them for the next three games to you know complete the story. Yeah, everybody's for your, banking on for coming your, back for your and fifth being team. super hot as well. Like, he hasn't played in two months. Romo came back last year after two months against the Panthers, and Thomas Davis Senior dropped him, and that was the end. Of How him. many games have we seen Aaron Rodgers win games single-handedly? with four-quarter comebacks, bombs down the field, throwing balls that nobody expects uh, his receivers to catch, but yet when Aaron Rodgers throws them, it just happens. He is... Does the receiver get no credit? Like, not, not, when, not when they're these four-quarter... It quarter, is the way he's thrown the ball. It's not with these Hail Marys. He seems to pull off Hail Marys better than anybody else in this league. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just making the point that he's everybody's assuming he's just going to walk in and he's going to be 100% on Sunday. You know, he couldn't have had a more difficult game to start. He was going against a team in their stadium who are going for the playoffs, and they're going to just be out to get him. Yeah. He, like, and I, as I said, it's not. The, I'm not picking the Panthers because of the Rodgers factor. I'm picking them because the Packers' defense isn't good enough to so, handle camp. So well, sorry, just before, again, Bleacher Report, again, if anybody follows this, yeah, and great. the cartoons that they do every week, they've done a, a new cartoon this week of Aaron Rodgers returning based off John Wick, uh, the movie. It is just worth checking out. It is hilarious, and uh, yeah, the uh, Gridiron Heights, sorry, that's what it's called, Gridiron Heights Bleacher Report, just look at the videos they put out every week, and this week's one, Aaron Rodgers, well worth it. 
So, Gordo, you have three of your five teams making the playoffs. Brian and my, myself only have two of your five teams <laughs> making the playoffs. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Look, boys, it's been emotional. It's been fun. When we come back on the pod, uh, we will have seen three great weeks of football, hopefully, although week 17 sometimes isn't great. Uh, and we'll be back for the wildcard playoff games. Um, everything will be set. So we'll see how it all plays out there. And 12 teams will be left playing for the ultimate goal of making and winning Super Bowl 52. Vikings are still in the hunt to be the first team to win at their home stadium. Will they get there? We will see. Eagles and everyone else are having lots of pain, but... You know, I still think it's going to be one of the teams from the AFC that are going to do it. Um, we will see you all in a couple of weeks' time. But for now, from the Irish NFL podcast, brought to you in association with the 42.e, we want to say the best of luck to Jay and his missus in current circumstances mm. and to thank our uh, stand-in engineer today, Nathan. But uh, other than that, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Happy Christmas. Goodbye. Enjoy it. Take it easy. See you.